Hope Through Exile is a new podcast that desires to provide a different message from what is present in modern society. True hope can only be found in Jesus. As part of that hope, we as Christians must be exiled from the world's way and believe that through Jesus, we now are citizens of heaven. This citizenship is guaranteed because Christ has already proclaimed victory. Oh, hey, I'm Dave. I'm Matt. And we are Hope Through Exile. And today, we have a very special guest, Matt. I'm just going to let you uh, go ahead with this because it's kind of your thing, man. I'm excited, so I'm going to try to hold myself back, but I don't know if I can. I honestly don't know if I can, so I'm going to try. Awesome. Awesome. So um, who we have on today is uh, Brian Smith. He's the pastor at a church called First Heavy Metal Church of Christ. Which is awesome. See, I already slipped up. <laughs> right? It is. Dude, it's amazing. It's amazing. We um, we absolutely love your church and, and what you do. So we want to get it from you, what your church is and what you're about. Okay, well, basically, in a nutshell, there's so many people out there that will never step foot into a traditional church. There's so many people out there that have been burned by a Christian or a group of Christians, or they had a bad experience at church. I mean, and they will they they copy and paste those experiences over the over the face of Christ. And basically, I was a member of the Christian Life Center in Vandalia, and you know, I'm I'm tatted up. I've got two sleeves and I'm a rock and roller, man. I'm a vocalist in a, in a band and, and it's, you know, I've been doing that since about 2000 and God put on my heart that, that there's a whole world of people that will never step foot into a traditional church, that there needs to be something for the rest of the people, you know, because look, I mean, this is going to sound harsh, but unfortunately a lot of churches, dare I say, most have become in America, at least, have become members-only country clubs where church has yep. become something that, that you do on Sundays. You know, I'm going to go to church. I'm going to get my praise on, get my worship on. I'm going to speak Christianese for a couple hours. I'm going to drop $5 in the plate. My Bible looks great as a coffee table ornament at home. Right. And there, I, I did my, my Jesus work for the week, and then they go on about their lives. And sadly, I think that's 80% of American Christianity, and that's not what Jesus was about. And um, a lot of people have been burned. A lot of people want nothing to do with Jesus because of bonehead Christians. There, I said it, man. Wow. So. <laughs> You know, yeah. we're, we're supposed to meet the lost where they're at, and there's just too much judgment going on. It's almost like when somebody does find Christ, a lot of these churches, they flip an hourglass and say, okay, you've got three days to clean your entire life up, get rid of all your baggage, change the way you speak, change the way you dress, change the way, you know, you can't go there anymore, you can't listen to this, you can't do that, you can't say this. And uh, it's just really tragic because that's not the way it is, man. Somebody comes to Christ, we love them. Our side of our bus says loving the hell out of you every Sunday at noon. We <laughs> don't great. have, we start at noon because we're hoping to catch the people that partied the night before. You know, you're not going to get somebody to church at eight, nine, ten o'clock in the morning if they laid out partying until four or five o'clock in the morning. Yeah. So we're fishing for the lost people. And um, I purposely dress down. I've worn Iron Maiden shirts, all the, I mean, everywhere at uh, every band you can possibly think of. And I wear jeans and black, you know, boots. And uh, that's it. I mean, our two minute countdowns, Metallica, for whom the bell tolls. And we're just trying to, you know, we're just trying to reach lost people. And if you're going to reach lost people, you need to bait your hook with 
lost people bait. I'm not here to coddle Christians. I'm not here to, you know, do that at all. I'm here to seek people that have never met Jesus before. And I'm here to, to re-catch the people that were pushed away and walked away from Christ because they felt they weren't dressing right, acting right. You know, they didn't. It's just crazy. I could keep on going on and on. You're going to have to shut me up. <laughs> That's all incredible, Brian. Well, I've been through hell and back for nine years. It's been the the greatest adventure of my life, and it's also been the toughest thing I've ever done in my life. And nobody can ever tell me it wasn't of Christ because the day I launched this church, I lost my career. I got fired from my 11-year executive construction job the next day. Wow. And I never looked, I never looked back. And I had another job secured, and then God convicted my heart and said, nope, you're a pastor now. Don't worry about it. Trust me. And by the time the unemployment ran out a year later, the church was doing well enough to sustain me. And then by the time the house was getting ready to go into foreclose, the church was doing well enough to save the house. And I've never skipped a beat. I've been a full-time pastor, even though I hate that word. I just want to be called (laughs) Brian. But um, I've been a full-time pastor for nine years. And in that nine years time, we have baptized over a thousand people in the river. We've had 20, 21 atheists and agnostics come to Christ in that time simply because we don't Bible beat them or bash them. We don't shove anything down their throats. One atheist walked in and said, I wanted to come here to make fun of you. And then she said she felt something. She did. She's never felt that before, and she didn't know what that was. So she scheduled a meeting with me and said, I'm going to come back for three more Sundays to try to figure out what this is because I just don't know what it is. I feel something. And I looked at her, and I was like, I know what it is. I was like, that's the Holy Spirit, but don't you worry about that. You'll figure it out in God's time. I said, I have all faith in the world that by the time that last Sunday gets here, you're going to come up to me with tears in your eyes and I, and you're going to give me a hug. And she goes, yeah, whatever. Well, I made my, you know, whatever I've told you, I'll be back three more Sundays. Sure enough, on that final Sunday, she walks up with tears in her eyes, gave me a hug. And she's, she's a Christ follower now. That is awesome. So, Amazing. Uh, you, you know, that's what it's about. It's about loving people and getting out of God's way. You know, once you lead them to Christ, then we're just supposed to love them, love the hell out of them, be there to encourage them, teach them the truth in love. You know, it, some people are on the Forrest Gump plan. Some people are on the Einstein plan, meaning <laughs> that some people it's going to be slow to yeah. change and see fruit where other people it's like they're on nitrous oxide, you know, rocket blast, rocket fuel. Yeah. And um, it's God's time. That's it, man. Yeah, God's time. And our shirts are being worn in over 21 different countries. And uh, it's just been an amazing thing. Uh, God is just such at work at this church. And we are totally nonconformist, nontraditional. I've been called a cult leader, a heretic, a wolf in chief. I mean, I've been called it all. Wow. Now, with all the success in your church, I can't help but think, like, what is it about america's church today that is possibly going wrong like i mean is it is it the complacency in other churches give me a drum roll i'll give it to you man (laughs) you ready where's my drum roll (laughs) a lot of it Uh, man look I, I, one time I took a guy to church, uh, this was a different church, a really nice church, but, and, and the people loved on him and made him feel welcome and everything. But he walked in there, every single one of them were dressed to the nines. He had his best clothes on, which was a Harley jean jacket, a Harley shirt, jeans, boots, a bandana. And he looked like your typical 
me, <laughs> Harley, you know, or whatever going down the road. And uh, I could feel the discomfort with him because he stuck out like a sore thumb and people were staring, not because they were being mean, just more out of curiosity. And a lot of these churches, uh, my, my cousin, Mike, he's, um, he's a free will Baptist pastor uh, in Paintsville, Kentucky. And he said it best. He said, listen, there's nothing wrong with, you know, Baptists are known for wearing their Sunday best, you know, their right. suits and ties and dresses. And he said, there's absolutely nothing wrong with that until you make it doctrine. He said, there's nowhere in this Bible that says to wear your Sunday best and, and to dress, dress up and all this kind of stuff. And as soon as you start to frown on people when they walk in and like you're better than they are, or why don't you, you know, dress nicer or something like that, that's a sin. You, uh, that is pride. And that is, you know, you are making it that it's a doctrine and it's not. There's nothing wrong with wearing your Sunday best, but you do you and let other people do them. And the moment you call it doctrine and try to make other people do it or they're not living a good enough Christian life, you know, you're you're sinning. And that's the problem. A lot of these churches, uh, so many Christians are self-righteous, man. You know, exactly. I don't even know you two. And I know for a fact, I would bet my life on it that both of you are jacked up in some way, shape and form. Jacked up. Right. I'm talking, we may not even know it. It might be a heart condition or something in your mind. And, but you are, every single human being is jacked up in some way, shape or form. Yep. And when you take somebody that's been in church all of their life, you know, where they, they can cover their jackness up, but you take somebody that's been out in the world for 40 years and then they find Christ for the very first time and they fall in love with him. Mm. Do you know, it's going to take the whole, have you ever tried to take the, the, a knot out of a fish line? Ugh. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's, you, it's, and it's, it's, it's impossible. Yeah. Most of the time you just cut the line and start over. Well, you got to understand that when somebody's lived in the world for 40 years and they have really lived in the world for 40, 50 years, their life is filled with, with knots in their fishing line oh. of life. And it's going to take the Holy spirit quite some time to undo those knots. Wow. Okay. So who are we to sit there and put a timestamp on when this person's going to, you know, maybe stop slipping and, and cuss. I mean, that, not that even cussing, it's just not, you know what I'm saying? You just don't yeah. walk into church dropping F-bombs or at least you shouldn't. <laughs> but if somebody just got, but I've seen it before. I've seen, you know, I'm not going to cuss on your, on the air, but like when I, I'll loosen people up because when I'm witnessing to somebody and, you know, they know I'm a pastor and I hate that word, they'll slip all the time. It happens almost every time. They'll be like, oh yeah, you know, well, Pastor Brian, you know, they're talking, talking and all of a sudden, well, yeah, and I thought that was BS, except they would say BS. And I would say it too, right. but I'm on the air. But they would would get this look on their face like they saw a ghost oh oh no uh, i'm so sorry i'm i'm sorry I'm, I'm like what are you sorry about well you're a pastor and and man i just cussed in front of you i was like hey man don't worry i'm not afraid of bs and then all of a sudden they smile their light their eyes bright brighten up and they realize i'm just a dude i'm no better than they are finish your conversation and then we finish that conversation and you know i'm not saying go out and start you know having a sailor mouth or everything but you got to meet lost people where they're at it's just like those uh i can't stand the street preachers man you talk about somebody i want to lay hands on in jesus name it's those yes. people that go to rock concerts and hold up the sign turn and burn you're gonna burn yes. in the devil's hell yeah and it's like dude you know what um you just 
you are damaging these people's chances of Absolutely. ever finding Jesus Christ, man. Absolutely. And that's not Jesus. Is there a hell? Absolutely. As many people go on, absolutely. But you don't use that as your platform week after week. You know what? We were supposed to go to the KISS concert, and it got canceled because of the corona and Lyme virus. But it's like we were going to go, and while that windbag was yelling at everybody, we were going to go up and, and put free KISS makeup on all of their faces and pass out our, our pamphlet called Christians That Give Jesus a Bad Name. And then point over to that street preacher and say, please don't think that's Jesus. He's falsely representing Jesus, man. We love you. We'd love to have you at our church sometime. Enjoy the show. You know, kiss rocks. Rock on. Yeah. I love it. I see those people at Christian concerts sometimes, too. Like, it's not the right type of Christian music for them, I guess. Yeah, distortion's bad. (laughs) I actually heard one tell me once that they don't sin anymore. I was like, wait a minute. Let me get this straight. Am I hearing you right? You're saying you don't sin anymore? Yeah, I don't, man. I'm, I'm covered by the blood. I was like, are you serious? They're being for real. And I go, look, man, just the fact that you're saying you don't sin anymore is a sin. <laughs> right. That's called pride, man. And you're in the worst shape of all of us, you know, because I know my shortcomings, man. I, I screw up every day and not on, not intentionally. But it's like, you know, that's why the Bible says God is true and just to forgive a repentant heart. You know, do you think when Jesus told the woman at the well, you know, I'm not going to cast any stones at you, go forth and sin no more. Do you think she ever sinned again in her life? Absolutely. She's a human, you know, but we're supposed to try not to sin anymore and not use our salvation as a hall pass to sin. You know, there's no such thing as greasy grace. Uh, We've been accused of that at our church 100,000 times. Oh, you're just one of those churches that can do whatever the hell you want Monday through Saturday and then come in and play church on Sunday. No. We preach the Bible the way it's meant to be spoken, but we do it with a love tone in our voice. And we understand that being humans hard enough as it is. Yeah. And, uh, this, this life is messy and it's hard and it's tough and you're going to make mistakes, but you know, stand up, dust yourself off, ask forgiveness, repent and ask God to help you to not make that mistake as quick next time. if not at all. You know, I'm just, I get on it, man, guys. You're going to have to stop me. I've got diarrhea of the mouth going on right now. This is my favorite topic. <laughs> oh, we're thoroughly enjoying it. This podcast is being sponsored by Hope Has Risen. Hope Has Risen is a drug recovery ministry where Jesus, hope, and recovery can coexist. We are committed to meeting people right where they are whether they are seeking recovery or are family members of those in active addiction. If you or someone you know is seeking recovery or just wants to become a part of our community, visit hopehasrisen.org or on Facebook at Hope Has Risen. Thanks for Hope Has Risen for supporting this podcast. I find it interesting uh, specifically about just to jump on cussing for a second, I'm a veteran, and so I have a lot of veteran friends. Uh, that's thank you for your service. Oh, thank you. So a lot of my friends, they cuss because uh, the veteran community, that's that's just kind of what they do. They oh, I know. Recuss. <laughs> I know. Uh, and my friends know I'm a Christian. And initially, you know, when we first started getting together, or I, they met me or whatever. Uh, once they re- recognized that I was a Christian, they tried to pull back the cussing. And I took the wow. same approach. 
took the same approach. I'm like, I don't care. Like the, the, the cussing is, that's just a part of that Good culture. And yeah, I mean, it's just, there's a lot of things that I recognize as part of just human flaw. And right. that literally is why we need Jesus. I think me and Matt were talking Absolutely. about this on the way here. The fact that we are sinners, or the fact that we're Christians and sinners at the same time. So we're Christians, but we're also sinners. Doesn't mean that all of a sudden we're perfect. You know, the fact that we're Christians. There's too many times where people think, oh, well, yeah, you're a Christian, therefore you're perfect. Uh, this comes from both within Christians and Christian society, and then also from outside Christian society, those that are non-Christians. So they'll sit there and go, well, because you're Christian, therefore you can't sin, you're perfect. That's that's the expectation. Bull crap. Right, exactly. And so I'm thinking to myself, I'm like, no, no, no. No, all I've done by being a Christian is, I mean, this isn't all I've done, but this is one of the things, one of the major things that I've done is like publicly announce to everybody that I am so screwed up that I yep. need a savior to cover my screw up. He's going to rescue me from my screw up. I am literally out there going, this is how messed up I am that I need a savior. And that's, that's what right, that I'm with you. That's, that's amazing. We need about a hundred thousand more people like you to get out there and, and, and do this because, you know, Christians come across, you know, if I didn't, if I didn't meet Jesus, the real Jesus at a young age and know that he's what he's about, he's true, he's real. Um, I wouldn't want anything to do with Christianity based on the past 20 years of what I've witnessed on how some of these Christians act. You know, they're so snooty, self-righteous, um, they're judgmental. You know, it, the, the kind of Christian that gets on my nerves is, let's say there's a Christian in a break room at work and somebody drops the, you know, GD, um, uses Lord's name in vain, drops GD. Yeah. I've seen time and time again, these Christians go, uh, excuse me, that offends me. That is my Lord and Savior, and I do not appreciate you. you well, who gives a crap? They don't care. They're lost. So all they did was just drove a wedge and yeah. push the people further and further away. You know, and what Christians don't realize is I've heard Christians do that. And then time and time again, they'll stub their toe. They'll hit their uh, finger with a nail. Oh, God. Oh, that hurt. Oh, God. God, that hurt. That's just as bad as GD. People don't realize the Bible don't say don't say GD. It says don't use the Lord's name in vain. And that means use his name for no reason. So whether the break room guy said GD or that woman that chastised him went home and stubbed her toe and said, oh, God, that hurt. It's the same sin. But she's so blind and self-righteous and she doesn't know the Bible. You're and right. she she doesn't realize that. You're right. So if somebody's Absolutely. lost, they're going to act. Ex they're acting exactly the way they're supposed to, and that's lost. So who is a Christian to come in all high and mighty, goody two shoe, and say, "Don't talk like this around me. Don't dress like this around me." It's like, shut up. You know, I mean, Jesus came here for the sinner, and the more I do this, I realize just how jacked up humanity is, whether you're saved or not. And I know a lot of jacked up Christians. I know atheists that are more loving, caring, oh, yeah. giving, nurturing of their self, their time, their resources than 80% of the Christians I know. That's now, what's scary. wrong with that yeah, problem? That's scary. Right. right. Yeah, it's scary. 
Yeah, it shouldn't be because, I mean, we were just talking about this. If you know the love and the grace that's poured out on you, you should be wanting to do that for everybody, you know? Like if, if, you, right. if you realize if you've how been much, forgiven much, you should forgive much. That's the exact verse we were talking about on the that way is, here. That's crazy. That's crazy. Um, I, got, yep. I just got chills. Here's the deal, though. <laughs> when, you take, when you take a Christian that's been going to church three times a week as soon as they fall out of the womb— it's easy for them to be high and mighty. Maybe they never smoked a joint and they never got drunk at a party behind their parents' back when that, you know, they didn't do any of that stuff. So it's easier to, you know, but listen, it's more of a sin. I believe in God's eyes to be, to be prideful, egotistical, arrogant, and spiritual pride than it is to be, to, to realize, okay, it's kind of like the, the Pharisee and the tax collector in the, in the temple. You know, the tax collector's over here. He's humble. He's bowed his head down. Father, I'm worthless. I'm sorry. I'm a piece of crap. And then you've got the Pharisee. Oh, Lord, thank you. Using his big Christian easy words and thank you that I'm not like this douchebag over here and all that kind of stuff. You know, who's who's God's heart with? The tax collector. Yeah. 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 Jesus so, had a whole lot to say about. <laughs> he cracked me up the way he would talk to the Pharisees. He called them whitewashed tombs. I mean, he was just saying, uh, yeah. y'all look nice, but you're dead on the inside. I mean, he came after him and people didn't yep. talk to these people like that, but he did. And I just, I love that about him, man. I mean, he was, he was all about sinners and of course yeah. he didn't leave. And him I that. am too. Yeah. That, and that's the way it should be. We should all be about right. wanting to show the love of Jesus to people. And uh, we shouldn't ever be about Absolutely. self-righteousness. And it says in the Bible, God loves a low and contrite spirit one that knows yep. that it needs him. And uh, I think I'd much rather be in that situation of I'm broken. I know I need God. Then I think I got this. I'm good. Yeah. <laughs> you know, cause we're never going to have it. We're like you said earlier, jacked up. <laughs> we just are. Yep. Judgment day is going to be a very interesting day because there's going to be tons of people you thought were going to be there that won't be. And there's going to be a lot of people you didn't think would be there and they will be. And the scariest scripture in the Bible is the one, I think it's in Matthew, don't quote me on that, but it says, you know, many in that day will say, Lord, Lord, didn't I prophesy in your name, cast out demons and all this? Yeah. And he'll say, get away from me, you evildoer, I never knew you. Well, you got to understand, that's talking about Christians who thinks they're safe. A murderer isn't going to say that, an atheist isn't going to say that, an agnostic, a Muslim, uh, no, it's going to be people that think Christian. that they are covered with the blood of Christ. Yeah. And God's going to say, I'm sorry, man, I, I didn't know you. And that's what I don't, I, that's what fears me about these Christians that act like their crap doesn't stink and they're just mean. They treat people mean. We've got a little project going on right now. I don't want to give it away, but we're doing a documentary and, and we've got it right there on. Did we get this one on film? I can't, I can't remember, but we've got somebody telling somebody, you can't come in here and the next come back, make sure you dress better. And the guy goes, well, th these are the only clothes I have. I live in my car. Well, I don't know what you're going to do. You better figure it out then. And the guy turns around and walks back wow. into church on Sunday. Wow. That is that yeah. Is crazy. So I've got a passion, man. I'd rather spend the night in a bar full of sinners than a banquet room full of Christians. Because I'm trying to put fresh ink into the Lamb's Book, man, and that's all I care about. <laughs> that's awesome. Right. That's awesome. So I, I think that's a very, very good concept because there's several churches that I've been to where the the concept of these churches are, we've got this beautiful or not, and nice sanctuary or, or we've got this nice space, 
the people or the centers need to come here. We don't need to go out there. Right. They just need to come here. Once we get them here, they can get saved. But I'm not going out there. Like I'll give them my money. Right. I'll give them my money. I'll pray for them. But I'm not. I'm definitely not going to go out there. I'm not going to do outreach. I'm not going to. I'm not going to go where they are and meet them where they are. They just got to get here to this building. And once they're in this building, then we yep. can talk about it. And and I just don't once understand in this that building, concept. Make sure you don't set in in Sister Martha's seat because she's been here for 25 years. Right. And she will mean mug you if if you sit in that seat and. Make sure you, you dress this way, and yeah, it's stupid, man. Yeah, um, we don't have a building, and I don't want one. Uh, they've done research that when you get your own building, you become building-minded, and then you got to get groups and people and got to fix pipes and le- you know leaky roofs and mow the grass. You know, We lease space from a high school. We just pay as we go, and uh, it's cheap, and I'd rather have a brand-new church bus. There's been people led to Christ time and time again because of our weird and crazy outlandish outreach tactics. In four days alone, we've had 10 people come to Christ and over 400 pamphlets passed out just by putting up a free weed, water, and beer sign in an intersection at a Walmart and Petland over off of York Commons. And before the legalistic people listening to this uh, (laughs) thing here have a heart attack, it's a hemp rope bookmarker which actually now it's going to be hemp rope bracelets, uh, A&W root beer, and a water. And you should see the laughter, the joy. I mean, people just, they double take. They're coming up, what, what? You know, and just by having fun and just meeting people where they're at and getting a good laugh. We've had 10 people came to Christ for the very first time ever in their lives, and we planted over four to 500 seeds uh, with that pamphlet God put on my heart six months before I even knew heavy metal church was going to exist. It's called Christians that give Jesus a bad name. And um, I get attacked all the time. Our t-shirts are PG 13. Our Facebook page is PG 13. I get hate mail all the time, but you got to understand it's designed to capture and hold the attention of lost people and then pinch feed them scripture. So that's it. That's uh, if you want fluffy, Go to a different church page because you're not going to get it at ours. And and the thing that people need to remember is, can they look at anything that you're saying and doing at your church and say it's unbiblical? Absolutely not. You know what I mean? Oh, like, absolutely not. Well, yeah, not at all. They'll pull straws. That's the big thing. If if they will just go to our website and look at our What We Believe page at heavymetalchurch.com, you'll see. I mean, I come from an Assemblies of God Baptist background. We, we joke around. I don't believe in denominations anymore. I think it causes division and confusion, but yeah. we yeah. joke around and call Heavy Metal Church Bapticostal. Um, <laughs> but, you know, you will not get it. The thing is, we're a Trojan horse. Uh, we've been called a sheep in wolves clothing before by a pastor up in Lima, and he loves it. He goes, oh, my goodness, you guys are sheeps in, in wolves clothing, man. And it, we're the ultimate. And I give God all the credit. I'm not attaboying myself. Um, it's Heavy Metal Church is the ultimate Trojan horse. We can walk anywhere. I mean, we've been to rock festivals. We've been, and we'll go in and paint faces while the other douchebags are outside picketing. We'll go in and paint faces and <laughs> love on them, man. I, I had a guy call me in tears from New York one time. He had went to Rock on the Range, and his daughter brought home one of our pamphlets, and he said he read it a hundred times, and he's crying. And he, I talked to him for fifty minutes on the phone, and he gave his heart, rededicated his heart to Jesus right there on the spot. Oh, wow. Said he had walked away from Christ for years. 
and he stumbled across that pamphlet. You know, you can't, you're going to attract more bees with honey than you are with vinegar. And you can go in somewhere and, and Jesus hung with the sinners all the time. They called him a glutton and a drunkard, but because he was hanging with sinners, you know, he was probably eating food that he, that the Jews thought he shouldn't and, and drinking wine. That's why they called him a drunkard. You know, it wasn't Kool-Aid folks. I mean, the people that say that is just crazy, but you know, Jesus was a rebel. I'll leave you on this. The book that changed my life was beautiful outlaw by John Eldridge. It's amazing. I highly recommend anybody listening to this. I, I can't stand to read, and I couldn't put it down. Uh, and that changed my life. You know, over 6,000 people die every hour, and most of them are going to hell. And here Christians are bickering with each other. No, it's pre-trib rapture, post-trib rapture, mid-trib. Who gives a crap? <laughs> you can believe in any one, any one of those scenarios, and they're still going to make it to heaven. That's not heresy to believe in pre-trib, post-trib, or mid-trib. So why are you arguing over it? Save yeah. lost people, man. That's what we're about. Absolutely. Before you go, uh, Brian, just so that anybody that is listening and wants to know more about your church, how they would uh, get that information? Absolutely. Uh, on Facebook, we're under The First Heavy Metal Church of Christ. And remember, if you have an eggshell um, <laughs> personality, you'll get offended, so don't go there. But it's under The First Heavy Metal Church of Christ. We're under Instagram, under Heavy Metal Church. We just have fun with that. Our Facebook page, we do devotionals every day. We do a daily dose with the best in uh, Christian rock. And then we'll do a tainted dose where we'll take a secular song and link it with scripture. Our website's heavymetalchurch.com. And yeah, you can read that pamphlet, Christians That Give Jesus a Bad Name, on our Facebook page as well as the website. Love it. Thanks so much, man. We, we really appreciate you taking the time out of your day to do this with us. Hey, I'm honored, man. Thanks for thinking enough of me and the church. And, you know, we're for Jesus, man. We're all on the same team. And uh, it's about fresh ink in the Lamb's Book of Life. That's it. That's all we should be focused on is, is strengthening in the Lord, growing our relationship with the Lord, and taking the Great Commission serious. It wasn't the Great Suggestion. It was the Great Commission. And we're supposed yeah. to do that until he returns. Thank you, Brian. And uh, I am Dave. I'm Matt. And we are Hope Through Exile. Thanks for joining us for the Hope Through Exile podcast. Hope Through Exile is made possible by the generous support of Hope Has Risen Recovery Ministry. Find out more about their mission and get involved at hopehasrisen.org. The Shine FM Podcast Network.